Welcome to Unleashing the Champion Within with your host, Cindy Stewart. Our goal is to connect you with your best, help you live your dream, and discover your passion. Each week, we'll bring you an inspiring message and give you the tools to help you release the champion within. I'm your host, Cindy Stewart, and today we're going to talk about turning on the light. And I'm going to share something that happened to me that was just really totally ridiculous. It was definitely my fault, but I realized the incident carried a good message for all of us. So I live in Florida, and we understand that the weather temperatures are relative to where you live, what you've become accustomed to. In Florida, I'm accustomed to warm temperatures year-round, even in the winter. But lately, it has been windy, rainy, and cold all day long. And this Sunday was particularly cold, and it rained, and we had church that morning, and then we came home and we had another meeting that evening. Well, by the time we got home, you know, it was probably around nine, a little after nine, and I was freezing, and I decided just to put on my PJs and unwind a little bit. Well, my unwinding ended up with falling asleep on the couch, and I didn't realize how deep I was sleeping until I got up and headed for bed. So I entered into my bedroom. Now, I want you to know I've lived in my house for 18 years, so it's not like it's a new layout for me. But my eyes were closed, and I didn't even bother turning on the lights. I decided just to head to the bathroom real quick before falling face forward into bed. Next thing I knew, bam, I ran right into the bifold closet door that my husband had left open. It was on his side. My little toe bent sideways, and immediately I said to my foot, don't you even think about being broken. You know how you get those little toes caught between the uh, furniture pieces on the edge of a door? You get in a hurry. Our poor little toes take a beating. But I said, no way. You are not going to be broken. And here's the ridiculous part. For a brief moment, I was mad. I was so mad at my husband. I was like, why didn't he close his closet door? Then this little quiet voice whispered to me, why didn't you turn on the light? (laughs) I actually laughed out loud. I was like, of course, I could have turned on the lights. I could have actually opened up my eyes, but I was in a quasi sleepwalking mode and decided that it would be fine. I was familiar enough with where I was going that it would be fine. Well, obviously it wasn't. And I was telling my girlfriend about what happened the the next day. And she said, you know, there is a prophetic word in this for all of us. And there is. And it begins with a question. What, why do we find ourselves walking in darkness when we have the power to turn on the light? That's pretty funny, isn't it? Because I had the power to turn on the light, but I chose to walk in darkness. And you know, I want you to note something here, because as I've got a couple of things I want to share with you, but for some of us, the reason we walk in darkness is we don't even recognize the darknesses around us. 
We don't have a clue that that's what's happening to us. So I've got a couple of reasons I have found in walking in darkness. So I want to share them with you. And just think about it. As you hear the reasons, just say, hmm, does that apply to me? If not, move on. But I really think that these four reasons are going to be an eye-opener for someone who's listening, probably for each one of us that's listening. So the first one is familiar territory. When we walk through familiar territory, we can let our guard down because we don't expect anything to be different. I know this sounds so elementary, but this principle is important. When we presume that everything will be the same, we're not prepared for the unexpected. Now think about my little incident. I have lived in my house for 18 years, like I said earlier. Walking through my bedroom is so familiar, I just assumed... I didn't need a light on, but what I didn't plan for was for the unexpected, for the door being left open. You know, our ability to be prepared for the unexpected is not to assume, as I did, that we can walk through familiar territory with our eyes closed. We have to anticipate what is coming by keeping our eyes open and shining light onto our path. And I know, like I said, that sounds so elementary, but think about it. How many times have you driven home from work or from the grocery store, from picking up your kids, and you get home and you think, I don't really even remember driving home. You know, we're kind of on autopilot, especially when we do things in repetition. And we catch ourselves just kind of oblivious to the things going on around us. And when that happens... When the unexpected comes up, it catches us off guard. So as we go through our day, I'm just going to encourage you to really think about what is those things that you are familiar with? What are the things that you just do on autopilot? And how do you turn on the light for that? So that's number one, familiar territory. Now, number two is uh, one that we've heard before. It's called blame shifting. Have you ever shifted the blame to someone else when you should have taken it? You know, so many times we just assume it's someone else's fault. Many times when we're looking at the wrong person when it comes to our struggle, because we should be looking at the mirror at ourselves. And when we don't recognize our part and responsibility, it actually keeps us walking in darkness. In a brief moment, it was easier for me to blame my husband for the door being open than take responsibility for not turning on the light. It's funny, isn't it? Because in our, you know, in our life, the way we move through things, it's easier to see someone else's fault in a situation. It's easier to see where they could have done better. Our self-examination is the hardest part of it. We always think, well, you know, I did what I was supposed to do. And if they had only, well, a lot of times that's not true. A lot of times we need to say, was there anything I could have done different that would have prevented it? Because we know we cannot control anyone else's behavior. Whenever we say, oh, I can fix them, 
we need to remind ourselves that our job is not fixing someone else unless we're trained therapists or something. Really, our control is over us and what's in our hula hoop. And when we step outside of our control, then suddenly we're trying to shape other people when really we need to shape ourselves. So blame shifting. So I want you to really think about that one. Number three, influence of others. There's a scripture out of 1 Corinthians, it's 1533, and I'm going to read it out of the Amplified Version of the Bible, but it says, do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. So we're talking about the influence of others. And that is a simple word, but it has such a profound impact. Morals are a standard of beliefs followed by the accompanying behavior. The question we ask ourselves is, how should I respond when faced with this ty- these types of situations? You know, think about it. Sometimes we find ourselves in a group of people where the discussion turns crude or highly critical of others. And two things happen. We begin to feel uneasy and we can be influenced by the conversation. This is when we have to dig deep and find the place to turn on the light. And, you know, even as I'm sharing this, I remember in my you know, life in the corporate world, a lot of times we would take people out after work, whether it was customers, whether it was our employees, whatever it was, we would take people out. We'd have, you know, something to drink, some appetizers, that type of thing. And I can remember one time that we were sitting at a round table at Chili's and we had people in from out of town. And the out-of-town guests began down this road of oversharing personal, intimate information about people they had dated, etc. And all of a sudden, the whole atmosphere at the table shifted to things of sexual nature instead of just talking about work or how our family's doing or something like that. And, you know... Sometimes when you're in those situations, you're put in a position of trying to figure out, do I stay or do I go? What do I say? You know, how can I not engage, but also not be, as the word says, corrupted by the conversation? And I know that may sound, um, you know, like, how can someone else corrupt me? But, you know, when people are releasing things that don't line up with who you are and who God says you are, it really is this uh, attack on your personal space, on who on uh, who you try to be. So anyhow, and I, you know, one of the questions is, how do we turn the light on? And, you know, sometimes in those situations, the situation I was in, I was, I was the boss, But I also had people in from out of town, and you're trying to renegotiate the space and and the conversation. And I did not do a great job of doing that because I was trying to balance the not to offend as well as to protect. And many times as we redirect the conversation, we just need to turn it away from darkness by interjecting a standard of belief that will produce light. 
And, you know, it's not always confronting saying, you know, can we talk about something else? I just feel like in this company that that's not the proper subject. That's not always the way. Sometimes we can just shift the conversation about, I thought about it later, about maybe talking about my family and my kids so people would engage in their family and kids. Uh, We could shift the conversation into um, the sales for the day or whatever it is, because we are the carriers of light. And part of our being those carriers is we have to release the light when darkness comes. And of course, if that doesn't work, we can always choose to walk away. We can always say, you know, guys, thanks a lot. I'm going to head out a little early. We don't have to sit and endure. Anyway, so that's number three. Now, number four is a personal perspective. What is the condition of our heart? You know, I'm closing with the condition of our hearts because darkness can hide within our hearts. And many times we don't recognize it. Our hearts carry a lifetime of experiences. And some of the experiences can leave a deposit of darkness, such as disappointment, rejection, and fear which cause our perception to be distorted instead of seeing the truth. So how do we get rid of that darkness? When I began writing this blog, I wanted to give you the four-step process to turning on the light in your life and getting rid of darkness. But you know, as I come to a close, I guess I would be remiss if I did not address the real true light Jesus. He is the only one who can illuminate the areas around us and in us. Personally, in my life, I have found so much freedom by the light being turned on, Jesus, in my life. However, not everything was removed or instantly disappeared. I still had some things that I had to work through from experiences from when I was a kid, you know, just different things. And the more I grew in the relationship with Jesus, the more freedom I received. And, you know, I also found the need personally for a little counseling and healing prayer to help me rid some of the darkness. You know, some of the things that were hidden in my heart, especially as a young kid, you know, everybody is affected by things different ways. And as a young kid, I struggled with, you know, my dad was kind of a yeller. So whatever happened in the house, he would would yell and scream. And for some reason, and I think part of it is uh, just my personality, the yelling and screaming really stressed me out. So it affected the way that I perceived things. And like I said, I went through a little counseling, a little healing prayer, and It's amazing. And that, in combination with Jesus, has really done incredible freedom-setting things for my life. So I just want to encourage you, you know, if you haven't really had that time with Jesus, or if you don't know who He is, you know, find someone who does. Ask Jesus Himself, show yourself to me so I can know who you are. And He can shine the light on any kind of dark place that is near you. He can show you the path. He can show you how to take that next step. And He shines His light of protection where we go. So when we engage with Jesus as our Savior and His presence goes with us, there's a whole different understanding of what we're able to see. So anyhow, I just want to close with uh, just encouraging you 
in your walk. And don't let the darkness overtake you. Don't let someone else's pressure uh, overwhelm you. Just let the light of Jesus shine through you and for you. So if you made some kind of discovery about turning on your own light, I would love to hear from you. Leave your comment on my Facebook page, uh, cindy-stewart.com, or you can send me an email, cindy at cindy-stewart.com. And if you want some individual help or some prayer, just fill out a connection form on my website, and I'm glad to pray for you. And I always love to close with this because I want you to remember you are the best investment you can make. So invest in yourself. And if you need some help, I've got some materials on my website. I've got my new book, God's Dream for Your Life, and it will help you through the process of engaging with Jesus and finding the dreams in your heart and setting them in motion. My other book, Seven Visions, is about some encounters I had in heaven with God. And and I've just put it in a little small book that people can read. And then I've got a devotional called... um, Believing God and Believing His Word, and it has uh, uh, just little short mini-stories to encourage you and help you get your day started right. So I love you guys, and I so appreciate you listening, and I look forward to what's next for you. Thanks a lot. Thank you for listening today. If you enjoyed today's episode, do us a favor before you go. I promise it'll only take a very short time. Please head to iTunes and rate this podcast. This is huge for us in terms of improving our ranking and keeping the show visible so other people can discover it. So thank you again ahead of time for helping us out. To find out more about Unleashing the Champion Within, go to our website, cindy-stewart.com.